0: Hello and welcome to QPod, QIC's Investor Insight Podcast Series. I'm Martin Dow, Head of Asset Creation and Investment Management for QIC Real Estate. Our team has an operational role in asset management and development management. And today I'm sitting down with one of Investment Management's Senior Leaders, Miranda Wilson.
1: Hi Marty, thanks for having me. My name is Miranda and I'm an Investment General Manager responsible for QIC's Real Estate's portfolio of Queensland retail assets, which includes Ravina Town Centre, Hyperdome, Grand Central and also our joint venture with Centre Group on Coomera.
0: Let's get into it, Miranda. We left 2022 with record sales. We're seeing the same trends continuing into 2023, but that's not the sentiment from the macro people. What's happening on the micro front? What are you seeing on the ground at the assets?
1: Yeah, it's it's not really translating into the assets in terms of the anecdotes that you're seeing on the front page of the paper at the moment all doom and gloom um, at an asset level we're actually still seeing pretty strong growth come through the centers um, it was historic in terms of the levels of growth that we saw over Christmas the Christmas period and and even into January this year February did come off we saw sort of it, it drop down to the single digit growth territory but still sitting pretty high at sort of nine percent across the portfolio and even in March we're still we're still seeing some pretty high growth coming through across the Queensland assets so sort of on a March to March basis where we're sitting in that range of around six and a half to eight percent which is pretty strong growth given this time of the year that sort of that Feb-March period is is seasonally pretty soft from a retail sales perspective so yeah, we're, we're watching very closely. I think we are anticipating, you know, this historic position of sales growth come off, but we're not seeing it translate in the data yet. And I think from our perspective in Queensland, one of the really exciting things that we're starting to get really close to as a milestone is for Rabina, we're about to hit that $1 billion mark in MAT. And it's sort of something that we've we've had aspirations for for, for many years on this asset. So, Pretty, pretty exciting time from our perspective, um, despite the backdrop of, you know, the anticipation of going into a softer sales environment.
0: Yeah, that's, Rabina's an incredible story from where it came from. Um, our chief economist, Matt Peter, is saying double-digit growth going to single-digit growth why do you think we're still seeing record numbers?
1: Yeah, I think I think the reality is that there's always a bit of a lag in terms of the economic backdrop and how that translates into the retail sales data. And I, th- I think one of the big drivers is probably that this mortgage cliff where you've, you've got sort of 800 odd thousand mortgages, fixed mortgages coming off to variable during the course of this calendar year. We're still in the early part of the year, so you've only really seen a fraction of those crystallise. So, I think in terms of then the, the knock-on effect to discretionary household spend, you haven't seen that crystallise yet. So I think we are very much watching that because as the calendar year continues on, you'll start to see that really start to bite household budgets and, and it'll knock to discretionary sales spend. I think the reality is that we've got some pretty clear challenges ahead of us. But as you know, and and I know that we as a business have some pretty intent strategies to, to mitigate what we're, what we're facing across the board. And I think my assets typically are focused in Queensland. Are you, are you seeing what I'm talking about in terms of how it's translating to the Queensland assets? Are you seeing that translate into the other assets across the country?
0: Yeah, we definitely are. There's really strong sales growth across all the assets nationally. We've got you know historically high turnover levels pretty much at all of them. And that really makes the pandemic seem a long time ago, oh
1: um, gosh, does now.
0: <laughs> the pandemic did give us an opportunity to bring forward some of our long-term planning adjustments, and that with the significant valuation pricing adjustments we saw in March 2020, I feel like we're pretty well positioned with buffers to an economic slowdown. I imagine you took some strategic opportunities during the pandemic at your assets?
1: Oh, we we definitely did. I think the team the team across the board um, really harnessed the strategy and focused during that period and, and sort of over the last couple of years on strategic remixing remi- and diversification of uses across the town centers. So. Our active management approach has always focused on mix and occupancy optimization as a strategy headline, but our focus in the near term is all about building the resilience of our assets across the portfolio. So, this this includes the introduction of key gap and point of difference uses, not not necessarily just retailers, that's always been a focus of ours in the past, but sort of moving into non-retail categories. So, for example, introducing co-working potentially as an anchor and also the provision of a greater breadth of community services. They're, they're probably two two key things. And then really from a retail perspective, focusing on proactive strategic remixes to replace those underperforming retailers with higher yielding retailers. So, ultimately, we have a healthier portfolio of tenants that have strong balance sheets and, and that lesser risk of fallovers. Some of the strategic remixes, for example, that we've, we've worked on in recent years include expanding on some of the higher performing retailers into to larger footprints and, and displacing retailers that really just aren't relevant anymore. So, an example would be cotton on kids moving into tenancies that previously held mature women's fashion which just isn't resonating with the customer anymore and then another one at rabina which would be the zone bowling expansion where we displaced a, a really underperforming putt part operator to expand the zone bowling offer into their new new contemporary full format and and the growth that we've seen in their sales has has really helped to reposition the entire entertainment and leisure precinct down there for rabina other assets we took the opportunity at the hyperdome with the north mall project which relocated Woolworths into a larger format offer to backfill them with really contemporary relevant mini majors including Rebel JB Hi-Fi and Spotlight Creative and it's really changed the game of how the customers interact with that part of the mall and it's it's redistributed the traffic and how customers are coming into the, and to the center quite evenly now across the center so yeah a couple of examples there but the t- team as a collective are really focused on strategic and proactive approaches to the replacement of those underperforming retailers to get a better balance of healthy balance sheets for our tenants.
0: We have strategic 10-year product and mixed plans for our assets, which particularly includes diversifying to non-traditional retail, providing income diversification, etc. What are you doing in that space?
1: Yeah, that's a really good point. I did I sort of mention before just we're looking at s- some opportunities to introduce uses that might be non-retail with the likes of co-working and in some cases some of those community services. So w- we've had an opportunity at some of our centres where we've got what we classify as more secondary space and in some instances we've we've had some vacancies sitting sitting up there on Level 1 at Rabina, for example, and we've brought in what would be sort of non-traditional type tenants in a, in a large retail shopping centre with large larger floor plate commercial office space users. So we brought in a, a, a sort of a top tier Gold Coast legal firm that is now sitting in and an anchoring the upper level space of that mall along with then complementary other uses within our sort of medical services precinct, which is com- more community-focused services like therapy-type solutions for some of the younger children in our community. And, and what we've really found is that you're bringing in these uses that typically would sit outside of the centre that is now bringing a different cup- customer to the centre. And and the benefit that we have is not only are you leasing space that potentially could could have sat there vacant for a a, a longer period, you're bringing in new customers that then cross shop within the centre and, and all of our other retailers within the centre are getting the benefit of that. So I think sort of broadening out the mix of those uses to optimise what we consider to be our secondary retail space is is really bringing online a diversity of income through those alternate uses and then we're capitalising on that through um, additional spend um, across the centre and all of our other categories.
0: Yeah, it's fantastic active management, isn't it? It helps to set us up. You know in a low growth environment, Miranda, market share becomes the main game, focusing on mixed use alternative uses to tune up that income side. Plus we've got our assets located in the highest order activity centres in the cities they're in, which of course means best strategic location, connection to public transport, high quality infrastructure, and significant public and private investments around them. The mixed use town centre strategy capitalises on our vacant land around our centres. Our investors are set to benefit from that when the timing's right, can you take us through the mixed-use town centre strategy as it applies to your assets?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the mixed-use town centre strategy is is what I live and breathe every day in my role. And I think the reality is that there is significant alpha that comes from the delivery of the mixed-use development pipeline and these projects that we've identified, um, as you mentioned, across our vacant land holdings that sit immediately adjacent the town centre, they present such a huge opportunity to drive development profit but bring online additional and diversified perpetual income for the overall portfolio return of these assets. So, with with the stage build out of mixed-use project across a number of different sectors, which includes sort of commercial, residential, education, entertainment and other uses, there's a broader and higher population base at our doorstep of our town centers so what what this means for us in a, in a core retail sense is that you're bringing new customers to the door and you're creating your own market share so, in the, in the world of retail where you, you're on the battlegrounds of fighting for every dollar of spend in market, you're dropping new customers immediately within your primary catchment. That means you own that market share. So, huge opportunity not only in terms of development profit, diversification of income, con- contribution to overall returns outcomes, but also um, creating additional spend and visitation in the core and build, creating a greater and more resilient core retail centre. So, a pretty recent example within our portfolio is the delivery of of a 7,000 square metre office building that we completed in late 2022. Um, It's brought an additional 500 odd office workers to the Rabina precinct that weren't previously located in Rabina, obviously. And it's been so fantastic to see how how those new office workers are interfacing with the centre and and sort of watching people in their lunch break or in the morning going across to the centre to get food, coffee, walking back with shopping bags, you can see that they really are embracing the amenity at their doorstep from um, the benefit of having the town centre there. So, another example is that we've we've recently just secured um, an approval for a plan of development and we're looking into the, a project proposition for a medium density residential opportunity of a roughly sort of 400 odd apartments. What that means is that you'd, you'd be bringing 1,000 new re- residents to Rubina's doorstep, which would be delivered within next sort of three to five years and all of these residents if they spend you know on average ten thousand dollars a year within the town centre that's that's straight to the bottom line of the turnover for the centre and supporting our retailers so again really building up the resilience of of our core as an asset so I think in summary really the stage build out of these mixed use projects will not only bring additional people to our our immediate primary Trade area, but also a, re- a broader base of the population types that sit across both residential and non residential uses, which ultimately serves to create more resilient and stronger performing retail centres.
0: Some great opportunities already taken and clearly plenty more to come. Thanks, Miranda. Appreciate you sharing your strategies and your insights. The key points I took away, there's been a lot of work done around active management in the lead up to now. We've had the pricing adjustments in May 2020, and if we combine that with the opportunity our mixed-use pipeline provides, we're well set up for investment performance moving forward. For a deeper dive into what QIC envisions is ahead for the retail sector, check out our latest thought leadership paper, The Future of Retail. The paper and the collection of other interesting materials can be found on the QIC website. This is Martin Dow and you're listening to QPOD.